Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob Nation. Let's go. It's DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. The 2023 college football season is over. 235 days now, Ryan. We wait. We we wait. We we must wait. We have no other choice. <laughs> Congratulations uh, to yes, sir. your dad's Michigan Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, congratulations, Pop. <laughs> and also to you uh, secondarily. Thank but you. But mostly congrats to your dad. I'll take it. Thank you. It's all right. Uh, decent game for a little bit. It was close. Well, I guess we'll talk a little more about it later. We'll get to it. In the end, I don't give a piss about nothing but the buffs. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, it is a good day to be a buff. A massive commitment, one we've been kind of waiting for. LeJonte Wester. Yes, sir. Just an all-around playmaker. And now this wide receiver core, we'll get to the wide receiver core a bit later, but LeJonte Wester just, we're stacked with speed and talent now. Dude, what a room. What a room. And I honestly think LeJonte Wester uh, is the perfect kind of capstone to this room. He is so electric. Um, he is a great route runner, and he's now your returner. Mm-hmm. Um, electric with the ball in his hands, a guy that Shador wanted badly. Yep. And now he has, and this room just completely fits. Like you just look at the pieces out there, and you say, "This works. This makes sense. This fits." Lejante Wester. My main takeaway once he was added to the group, and I look at this, what they've done this year. I really think the hands of this group have improved tremendously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not to say they didn't have, you know, obviously they have good pass catchers last year, but even Zay had a couple drops sure. um, that were, you know, tough to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy had more than he'd like. Travis didn't really have drops that I can remember. Obviously had some close calls. But Will Shepard... LeJounte Wester are both just incredibly reliable uh, pass catchers. And uh, you don't catch 108 passes if you don't haul them all in when they come your way. Mm -hmm. So that's what excites me a lot about this. You've added uh, electricity. You've added hands. You've added big play. You've added back shoulder. I mean, they've just improved kind of everywhere around this room. Uh, and and you add it to obviously a, a room that already had exciting players. 
Yeah, I mean, you just nailed it. It's super well-rounded room. It's a fast room, too. Ex- insane speed now with LeJonte Wester. Um, Will Shepard, as you mentioned, kind of your Zay replacement. Now you've got another guy in the slot. Um, he was extremely productive last year for the Owls. 108 receptions, as you said, 1,168 yards, eight touchdowns. And then as a kick returner, uh, two kick returns for 30 yards, but as a punt returner, 14 attempts, 278 yards, one touchdown, including a 67-yard return. Average 23.2 yards per return. He makes this team better just right away. Yes. And Shador gets his wish, too. He recruited his ass off for him. He did. He did. <clears throat> um, maybe Shador should flex those muscles more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's one for one as far as I'm concerned in terms of uh, putting his foot down and going after somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, these guys have a pre-existing relationship. But you're right. They're just better today than they were yesterday and um you know it's so funny how the narratives around this team get kind of just like caked on and then people don't take the time to look back because i've got people in my mentions being like yep can you play offensive line it's like bro <laughs> we, already, we already fixed the offensive line that was like a, a month ago or I more know. yeah um like now you're just i i think you're at a best player available that's exactly where they're at and that's a great place to be sure I mean, we've talked about this offensive line a lot, and I know you. we always see it whenever it's not a trench player that commits. It's, what about the D-line? What about the O-line? But it's like, we are we went through the O-line, I think, a few weeks ago, and even when we got to Tyler Brown, it's like, this is six or seven guys. Yep. That, what more do you need at this point for the trenches? Like, let's get more weapons. Let's get faster. Let's get more dynamic. The return game, as we said yesterday, was a non-factor. So now you have another guy who can add some pop into the return game. I, yeah, I have to say, I loved in the last game of the season when they put Jimmy back there and just mm-hmm. said, like, go. Yeah. Because it felt like he was close to breaking a couple. So maybe they do take a couple more out next year, uh, especially as they feel more comfortable with the returner. I believe Wester is mostly just a punt returner, if mm-hmm. I looked at his stats. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, heck, maybe Jimmy is your primary uh, kick returner. For sure. But regardless, really, really excited about him. And... It does pose some questions about what the room, what the rotation looks like. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but like we said, just get better. Mm-hmm. Just go get players. Uh, you've got a few more scholarships to work with. Anyone that you can add, I mean, it, you can envision. If you look at Washington, mm-hmm. what did they like? What do you think of when you think of Washington? Uh, just an aerial assault. A dominant quarterback mm-hmm. a very i mean the best offensive line in the country according to what is it the joe moore award yeah joe moore award and a embarrassment of riches at the wide receiver position um to be able to go with odunze polk and mcmillan as your three and then they even have some other guys that they sprinkle in there that can go as well mm-hmm that's why they were in the national championship. Like yep. this isn't like the NFL where it's like, Oh, you have to have a dominant, you know, run defense or whatever right. it is like to, to be able to um, succeed at the highest level. Like, and obviously that, that helps no matter where you are, but Washington went to the championship this year with a dominant passing game. Yep. That's how they got there. And I'm not saying Colorado's going to the national championship next year, but that's, a replicable formula and it's why you try and bring together this 
group of weapons on offense that is just electric. For sure. Um, I mean, there's many ways to win in college football. I think that's made pretty clear over the last few years. Uh, the next thing with this, too... And really quick, just to tie a bow on that take, mm-hmm. that does count on the offensive line being much better. I mean, of course. Washington had the best offensive line in the country yep. this year. Yep, and so you can't throw it as much as they did if you can't protect your quarterback. Right. And honestly, you saw it last night. Like, Penix got his ass beat back there. Uh, and mm-hmm. over the course of the game, Washington got worse because Penix kept taking hits and he became less of himself. Yep. I mean, there's a lot to, that you can get into at that. I mean, look at Dylan Johnson, his injury, how they had no running game last night. It was a non-factor for them. It's a big problem that the Buffs had to deal with this entire last season. It's something they're trying to fix along with this offensive line and getting Alton back fully healthy. Um, so there's a, I mean, there's a lot of takeaways I had actually from this national title game in terms of team building and what the Buffs are trying to do. Yeah, and uh, K. Vizzy in the chat says the passing stuff don't work when you play big boy football. Well, do they not play big boy football in the semifinals? They beat Texas. <laughs> Texas ran it like crazy on them, too. Yeah, yeah. so um, the last night was a Styles makes fights type of thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the Michigan style matched up really well against Washington. And I think even then, even after they gashed them on the ground throughout the first quarter, Washington did a good job of adjusting and figuring out a way to slow that down. They put themselves in a position where I think they could have tied the game. Sure. But to me, the, the the MVPs of the game was the Michigan pass rush. Mm-hmm. They did enough to be able to slow down that passing attack that stopped them. And then, obviously, you know, questionable flag here and there, but <laughs> we can move on from that. Oh, man, of course. Um, but, yeah, Michigan was dominant on the inside. Uh, not to get too into the CFP, but it's the easiest. It's the shortest path to the quarterback, and it's the easiest way to wreak havoc on an offensive line and quarterback. Pressure right up the middle. Yep. That's exactly what happened. That dude, 78, deserves a better number. Uh, is that Jenkins? Yeah, I think so. 55, too, is an absolute beast. Graham, I think, yep, is his last yep, name. Yep. Uh, Both of them, like interior passengers that are dominant, you got to get them better numbers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Give me like a 90, something in the 90s, or even like, I know Coach Prime doesn't like it, but a single digit. <laughs> Like they, a seven or something? Yeah, it's like you line up against <laughs> 78. You might look big, but you're like, this guy's got nothing. And then all of a sudden, he's kicking your ass. And then you saw what <laughs> happened when Washington had the two like snap infractions back-to-back. They were kind of demoralized on the offensive line there for yeah. a bit because they were like, shit, we're just getting worked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, back to LeJonte Wester. The other thing with him, though, he also has a brother who's in the transfer portal. Jalen Wester... Um, he plays linebacker slash safety. Last year, he had 53 tackles, seven and a half tackles for a loss, and a sack for the, t- uh, I almost said Temple Owls, FAU Owls. We know CU's a lot about family. We saw two sets of brothers commit during the first transfer weekend. Is his brother coming? Yeah? Yes. All right. Look, those guys, um, the Okanlola brothers, yes, decided to go different paths. Sure. Right? Um Wait, which which one is the buff? Sam Yule? Samuel. Okay, yes. Sam's I, I son. messed it up yesterday. Yes. Uh, now I'm all twisted. Um, Sam Yule goes to Pitt. Sam's mm-hmm. son goes to uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. Like, 
because of that, it, it, you wouldn't be surprised if they decide to continue on their own paths, right? The Wester Bros, they stuck together. Yep. So to me, you know, this isn't the only reason why I think it would happen, but it's like they want to keep playing together. Yeah. Like it's like the Wade brothers. Yeah, playing with your brothers is probably cool as shit. Yeah. Um. So I think they they absolutely considering they're both very good players that the Buffs want. They'll become. You know, it's another thing when like one brother's a beast and the other one, you know, you've got like a Thanasis Antetokounmpo on your hands. <laughs> right. Um. But. This one, and and in this case, I think it is very much those two guys are coming together. So we'll see. Um, linebacker still is a position in need. Um, we talked about yesterday how Coach Prime put that tweet out after DJ Lundy committed, so we're still looking for another edge slash uh, linebacker. But we shall see. Uh, that came out this morning. This morning, yeah. So there was no big thing yesterday? Was there supposed to be a big thing yesterday? I thought there was, wasn't there? Supposed to be a big thing every day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, so the commenter that said, I disagree with RK, thought the team that won last night had a dominant line of scrimmage. I, I don't think you're disagreeing with me. <laughs> no, I don't think you didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the uh, the Michigan offensive line got them the lead. And the Michigan defensive line kept them the lead. For sure. All I'm saying is Washington got there with a passing game. Got all the way to the to the uh, national championship by throwing the rock around. And look, they missed a few throws. They didn't have any running game. Like, yeah. Not to get too into it. We'll get into it later. But Cool. Uh, shout out to Fubo TV. 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live from any device. Um, and you can watch all your Colorado sports on Fubo TV. They've got Altitude. They got the Pac-12 Network, uh, ESPN, all the good stuff. You can start watching immediately. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Sign up for the free trial at www.fubotv.com/dmvr. You can sign up there for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. We are massive Fubo pr- fa- Fubo fans here at DMVR. Um, it's a godsend. It's just a shame that Red Zone's done because. Dude, I saw this TikTok last night of like this woman who was filming um, her husband or boyfriend watch Texas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it was just like he was just losing it, like going crazy. And it for some reason, it just hit me in like a very different way that like I don't get to watch one of my favorite teams play football for 265 days or whatever you said. it (laughs) was. 35. Not that long. (laughs) One less one. 235 days. Um and that just made me so sad. But at least Fubo has us locked in on abs and nuggets. I think I told Dre this on Friday. It's like they call it seasonal depression, but it's off-seasonal depression. Ooh, nice. It's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, also, shout out. Oh, you, you, are no, you I'm good. I'm okay. good. Yeah. Also, shout out to our friends at Red Hawk Roofing. If you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com and tell them DNVR sent you Red Hawk Roofing. Um, Many great things about them, but they're also true Colorado sports fans. You know they've got Fubo. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they can watch the Avs and Nuggets. Uh, so shout out to those guys. They've been out at some of our golf tournaments. They're really cool. Uh, and so if you're looking for a roof, no better place than Red Hawk Roofing. Um, we'll talk about NCAA 24 too here in a bit, but sticking with LeJonte Wester a little bit, a lot of people, especially even when Will Shepard made the commitment um, and Terrell Timmons and Draylon Miller, all these guys come in, and I think a lot of people immediately think, well, now Travis doesn't have to play offense. 
I don't think either of us think that that's going to be the case for mm-hmm. this next season. No, 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 no. Um, the truth is, you want to, you wanted one of the I think goals of roster building was to put yourself in a position where you don't feel like you have to play Travis at right. all times. Um, and I'll be honest, no matter what side of the ball you were talking about last year, when Travis wasn't on the field, it felt empty. Yeah. Um, even on offense, it's like you look out there and not it's not anything against those players, but it's like when Travis is out there, when you see 12 lined up on the outside or in the slot, it's just like, oh, man, the defense is in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> when you took him off, it didn't feel that way. And I think one of the big goals of this offseason was, okay, well, let's let's almost pretend like we don't have Travis mm-hmm. so that he can uh, kind of roam and it doesn't feel like you're making yourself worse every time he needs a breather. Sure. With that being said, good luck if you're going to try to take Travis Hunter off the field because that man does not want to miss a play ever. And so you're exactly. not going to get him to miss 60 70% of offensive plays. I think you're lucky if you get him to miss 30% of offensive plays. Mm-hmm. Um because that that he wants to play football and every time that he's not out there, he's like like upset on the sidelines. It's just like chomping at the bit to go. Yeah. So I don't think you're going to be able to keep Travis off the field, but it is nice to now have, you know, at least what it feels like, um, a wide receiver group and a corner group wide receiver, more than corner in my, in my opinion, that you don't feel like it's taking a big hit and it's, and it's lacking something if Travis isn't out there. Pretty much exactly that. Um, and I think they learned a lot last year without Travis. I don't want to say they were exposed, but it's because like when you don't have your best player, you're obviously not just going to be as good. It's just that simple. Yep. But they learned, I think, that when Travis, for whatever reason, is not on the field or can't go, they just need to be more well-rounded. They need to have more speed on the field. They can't just more dynamic. Rel- yeah, they can't just rely on Travis Hunter's rare athleticism to bail them out when he's not there, obviously. Yep. So you just got to get better at those positions. And that was, as you said, that was a goal, I think, coming into this offseason was loading up on the uh, secondary, most notably the corners and the wide receivers for that reason, because he's going to play both ways. That's just what he does. Yep. He's not going to sit on the sidelines when he's probably the best wide receiver on both teams. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful problem to have. 100%. It's a beautiful Teams pro- would die for this problem. Yes, exactly. Um to have a player that is so good on both sides of the ball that you have to find a way to make to to come up with a solution so that you don't have him out there every play. Um but at the same time he's going to be the best wide receiver in the best corner in every game. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um and that's not to say there's not good players in the Big 12, but like he's one of one. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> to me, it comes down to like the way that he tracks the football. And maybe that's kind of what it comes down to is like you're putting him out there to take a shot mm-hmm. when you do. And it can't be that, you know, um, predictable. But it's like when you're putting Travis out there on offense, you're getting him involved. Um, and I think there was a lot of times last year where um, Shador's making the right read and hitting uh, Zay Weaver on like a 10 yard comeback. But Trav is in single coverage, 
Yeah. And it's just like, you just got to chuck it. Mm-hmm. Just chuck it and let him go get it. Um, and so I think maybe next year you're working in a more shot plays that are designed to get the ball to Travis Hunter. Um, but you're just not going to be able to get him off the field. And he is going to play a ton. And I love that there's a debate over what he's better at because he's that good at both. Mm-hmm. I think he's a top 15 pick at both positions if he only played one of them. Easily. I still think he's a better wide receiver, by the way. Here's what I'll say about it. As a wide receiver, you get to choose when you involve him in the game. And because of that, you could make the case that he's more valuable on that side because you could just throw the ball to 15 times to Travis Hunter every oh, yeah. game. Yeah. And that that offensive game plan will work. We almost saw it work against Utah. They just didn't have the, you know, the horses to be able to make it work. Right. And they got robbed, of course. Yep. Um on defense though, he has the ch- he has the ability to like steal the game. He's one of the few people I've ever seen that I would call a game wrecker at corner. Yeah. That's like, a great description. <laughs> he can really wreck the game mm-hmm. just by playing corner. Um, and so I don't know. I think that teams will look at his ability as more rare on defense. Um, people see him get beat a couple times and think like, oh, he's not that good at corner. Like, no, he's like a generational corner, yeah. in my opinion. Easily. And I think a team will say there's a lot of wide receiver talent out there. There's no other corners that look like this. I mean, truly, like ever. That's absolutely fair. And you can look at people like Puka Nakua, who come in in the mm-hmm. fifth round and mm-hmm. just set rookie receiving records and are making massive impacts on the game. Like, there's a lot more of those guys out there than there are. I don't, I couldn't even think of, I mean, Chris Harris Jr., I know he went undrafted, for example, but yeah. you hardly ever find cornerbacks that good that late. Uh, whereas wide receivers, it's almost like they're just bountiful. There's too many. Yes. And that's um, what, it's why we're talking about stacking the wide receiver room with 20 guys right uh i i hear what you're saying i just think travis just moves different um as you mentioned how he plays the ball out of the air he is special at that he's got i mean a dog in true sense in every sense of it that dog mentality of going to attack the football Mm -hmm. like he literally just wants it more he wants to catch the ball more than the other guys he's going against and that allows him to be better and the fact that he's playing both sides of the ball he understands all the route combinations. That's yes. why you're seeing him jump those. I mean, it's coaching yes. from uh, from you know Coach Mathis and obviously Coach Prime, but it's also he knows. Okay, it's a you know two by two or whatever. They're probably running some sort of crossing concept. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's flat slant. You know, whatever. Maybe yep. in, when when it's when there's three wide receivers on the side, it's going to be some sort of levels. Like he understands it because he's he's been on. He was on the other side. Five minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> and he just ran that route. Yep. So I think he'll be drafted as a corner, to be honest. Um, and it'll be exactly like Coach Prime, mm-hmm. uh, where he he's drafted as a corner. He's a lockdown, shutdown corner. And he's involved in the offense 10 or so plays a game yeah. in the NFL. Um, but you could absolutely go the other way. I mean, let's just say like I don't know. The Bills have had a down year next year. Like, well, they're like, well, imagine matching this guy up with Josh out. Yeah. You know, like it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It is. I can't wait for it all. As much as I uh, love watching him in black and gold here in Colorado. So Colorado's wide receiver room with this commitment. 
This is the whole list. Travis Hunter, Jimmy Horn Jr., Omaria Miller, Tavares Dawson, Caleb Mathis, Jordan Onovoy, Asad Wasim, Jacob Page, Gavin Marsh, Kendall Stewart. New commitments, Cam Michael, Terrell Timmons, Draylon Miller, Will Shepard, Cordell Russell, Russell, and now LeJonte Wester. Some guys are going to have to leave. There's only one football. Yep. There's only one football. Um, now, again, from a scholarship standpoint, you're honestly fine. Um, you would. This isn't like abnormal to have around this many wide receivers on scholarship. A lot of places are taking like five a year and just stacking up that room. Um, that being said, there's some really talented players in here that are probably looking around saying, I don't know if I'm going to get the ball. And so I wouldn't blame them. And obviously now with the second transfer, anyone can go. Mm -hmm. Um, But especially, uh, you know, some of those freshmen from last season who didn't get a lot of burn, uh, I wouldn't blame them. And I wouldn't be surprised if they look to go elsewhere. That being said, they're only going into their red shirt freshman year. Yep. So they very much could have the uh, opinion of like, well, I want to play here many years and it's okay if I start getting, you know, big time playing time as my redshirt sophomore year or right. whatever. Um, but I would not be surprised to see two or more of these guys enter the portal uh, next time it opens. Yeah, definitely. Spring's going to be very interesting because of all these wide receiver commitments. The competition is going to be fierce. Um, I wouldn't rule out a surprise transfer or two. Uh, maybe even guys who just got here, but still, it's this is how you get better as a football team. You mm-hmm. keep stacking talent, let them battle it out on the practice field, and then you roll with the best guys when it comes to game time. Uh, the portal does open, I believe it's the 15th, um, after or during spring ball. Yep, April 15th to the 30th. So we'll have to wait till then, till anyone leaves. Um, I guess you can declare your intent to enter the portal if you wanted to, but... There's no, no point, point at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just another point with that, because we've already talked enough CFP, a lot of these championship level teams, you think of uh, Alabama, like Clemson with Hunter Renfro. There's these guys that stick around, like you just mentioned, that hang out, stick it out, and become massive factors when they're seniors. Even though they haven't seen the field, even though they haven't played a lot, they've just yep. been biding their time on the depth chart. That's what makes championship teams. Totally. And that is, you know, the goal, right, is like have players who have developed in your system for multiple years before they ever take a snap. Yep. Um, There's no problem with being over-prepared to play. Uh, And that's what happens when you get those guys who are late in their career and and just get on the field for the first time. It's like you you just get a different type of player who's incredibly prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, And and. Despite what some people are saying, like they're not just stacking one-year rentals. Like no. they're truly getting players of all ages to join the team. I mean, I think Lejonte. So last year he was he's, classified as a senior, so he's a graduate. Yep. Will Shepard's a graduate, but as you mentioned, we got two freshmen coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Terrell have Terrell Timmons. Terrell Timmons, who I think was a redshirt sophomore or a true yep. sophomore. Uh, or um, Cordell Russell was a true freshman true last freshman, year. Yep, it's it's ex- like the way that their depth and age is split up is exactly like any other team. Sure, they're sure. not heavy on on the older guys or heavier than you would want to be. Mm-hmm. 
Um, anything else on this wide receiver room? It's going to be, I can't wait to see the highlights that come out on well off of this group. Um, I also kind of can't wait to see who emerges from this group. We'll obviously go through this more as the year goes on. Probably have a whole show predicting the wide receiver um, mm-hmm. production at some point. But give me your early prediction for your top four in, we'll say, receiving yards. Okay. Because I think three are obvious. I'm curious to see who you put forth. Uh, so Will Shepard. Yep. Uh, Travis Hunter. Yep. Um, Are you saying Jimmy Horn then? Because I might say Omari Miller. For me, the, the, the person that has to be in the top three is LeJounte Western. So then I'd say Omari Miller, LeJounte Western. Okay. I think Jimmy might be looking on the outside in terms of top four receiving. That's what I would. Uh, I would give. I would put Jimmy fourth. Okay. Yeah. Um, I could see. I mean, Jimmy's in line for a big year too. Yep. Uh, another year, just getting comfortable in this system. We already know the relationship he has with Shador and Coach and all that. I uh, just think that you brought in a graduate for that reason to not really take his spot, but to push him a bit. Yeah, and I mean, you could absolutely go Shepard on one end. Um. Oh, on the other end, and then Jimmy and Lejante in mm-hmm. the middle. Um, you could go Travis, you know, taking one of those outsider spots. Um, you can move him inside. Like the the opportunities are endless uh, for how you can mix and match these guys, and there's no reason uh, to, you know, limit the creativity that you can do in terms of packaging these players together. You could go with all bigger wide receivers. You go Shepard. Cordell Russell, Omari, and Miller. You yeah. know, like you, there's a lot of stuff you can do. I mean, I think Draylon Miller is going to have a big role this next year, too. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see Caleb Mathis kind of emerge in this wide receivers group as well. Yep. Love it. All right. Uh, let's get back to the CFP. But first, a word from our friends over at Circle K. Guys, we love Circle K here at DMVR. Big Circle K fans. Um, hit up your local Circle K for gas, snacks, all that good stuff. You can join their free membership program. Um, just download the app, use the QR code, enter your email and phone number, and you're fully enrolled. Uh, you get first five Phillips of gas or 25% off, or 25 cents off, sorry. First five Polar Pops free, and every six is free on several items, such as pizza, rollers, uh, dispensed beverages, donuts, and more. Sign up with the QR code um, on the screen or visit www.circlek.com slash inner dash circle for more information. Uh, Houdini said, it's crazy y'all are leaving out Terrell Timmons Jr. Honestly, like I'm excited about his potential, but we haven't seen enough from him on the field yet to put him in the top four. We're already back just doing this again. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But I don't think you can say we're crazy for that. No, I mean, look, man, I don't think... Um, we saw Omari Miller kind of come out of nowhere last year, like during the summer. I think that's possible that Cordell Russell or any of these guys could do that as well. Yep. But even then, it took a while for him to get in the rotation. And, sure. You know, he had one really big game, uh, which makes us excited for the future. But, like, I, I personally think when they went after Timmons, it was a long-term play. They got a young receiver who's fast, who has a lot of talent. Um, he's related to Keenan Allen. You know, like yeah. there's a lot to be excited about there. He hasn't popped yet on the field. 
um, you know, I think the way that he would want to or anyone. But I don't think that was a as much a 2024 move as a move, a long-term move. That's true. I mean, you can look at these three-star guys. And if he guys, proves too. me wrong, that's great. You want him to. Yes. <laughs> yes. If, if he ends up being top four, that says a lot about him. Yeah. It means he blew up. Mm-hmm. Probably had a fantastic offseason, too. Um, Legal Pete's. Shout out, Illegal Pete's. Man, should have done that for lunch. I know. Lunch was good, though. Uh, shout out, Illegal Pete's. The best in the business. Um, the best queso out there. And I think in terms of the fast, casual burrito chains, it's an easy number one with a bullet. Mm-hmm. So go check out our friends over at Legal Pete's. It is your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And uh, I don't know. Get yourself some reverse nachos and enjoy. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's get back to the CFP. Um, I already mentioned it. I think I. it was interesting to see the contrasting styles of them. And just from a CU perspective, I thought it was fascinating because, as you said earlier in the show, it, this Washington team was kind of built how they want to build the team around Shador. Mm-hmm. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. You're surrounding him with as much talent as you can. You rebuilt this offensive line. You're obviously going to rely on him to... The team's going to go as far as he takes you this next year. It's kind of the same thing as last year. Although he was hindered by the offensive line and stuff. And then on the other hand, you have Michigan, who... This is a team that's kind of undergone a lot of changes uh, very quickly. You know, you go back three years, they were like running a wide-open spread with Shea Patterson. Like a lot of empty stuff like that. But they went back to what they were losing to in the CFP and to what's won the CFP so many times. That's just owning the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it feels like CU, I don't want to say they're straddling the two, but they're kind of in a transition period here. We know this is Shador's last year. So you obviously want to go all in on him because it's what you have. But for the future, if you want to be this team that is winning playoff games, winning the playoffs altogether, you're going to have to get a lot better on the line of scrimmage. I, the, football is the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, no, there's there's no great teams that that didn't win the line of scrimmage. You know, you, you can kind of look at uh, the Broncos when they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning in 2015. That wasn't like a dominant offensive line by mm-hmm. any stretch of the mind, but you also had a mastermind um, under center mm-hmm. who could essentially he knew where the pressure was coming from. He knew when, how much time he had to get the ball out, et cetera, et cetera. And he didn't even have a good year that year. But there's very few teams that make it to the mountaintop without being dominant in the trenches. And so I think you can do both. Like, just because Michigan won the championship and only completed 10 passes um, doesn't mean that you can't throw the ball and win the championship. Like, we're only a couple years removed from... Mac Jones and Devontae Smith yeah, Joe putting Burrow. up 60 points on Clemson? I believe so. I don't know. Anyways, um, the, you know they put up crazy numbers. I don't know if it was actually 60 points. Um, but it's, it's not just about running the ball. It's more about just owning the line of scrimmage. So if you're going to pass the ball a bunch... You have to really own that that uh, defensive line and their pass rush. Um, if you're going to run the ball a bunch, you know that works too. But it was Ohio State. Okay, the best teams um, are whatever their identity is. It really starts up front, mm-hmm. and I think that Coach Prime is 
fully aware of that. And that's why before, you know, before they went to any of the skill position uh, players in this year's transfer portal, they took care of the offensive line first. It was just like, put everything aside, let's get the offensive line, and then we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And they've obviously attacked the defensive line as well. But, you know, like, anytime you see these these games when a Pac-12 team goes up against one of these traditional powerhouses, it's usually in the trenches where they lose. Yep. That's exactly what happened yesterday, too. It's, you know, um, who was it? Like Oregon, Ohio State, or whatever, in those season openers. I think they did two of those. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple other, you know, cases of this where it's just like you have to be able to, to win there before you can move on. Yep. When it showed on Washington's side, too, like it was kind of like watching the buffs, where it's like at a certain point, you just knew Penix didn't have a chance. Yeah. One, because he was hurt, and two, because the offensive line just got beat the whole game. Like, right. And they it were, became predictable as they were down further. Exactly. They didn't have a running game, too. Like, it yeah. reminded me quite a lot of what you saw Shador trying to do behind CU's offensive line this last year with no running game. Yeah. Um, they just became one dimensional way too quickly in the game. While Washington did fight, and I, man, I got to give them credit because this game looked like it was about to be blown open in the second quarter, and they really fought back. Um, fought back, I think, more than a lot of teams would have in that situation. But sometimes you just kind of collapse on yourself from all the other external factors coming in on you. Totally. Yep. It's uh, <laughs> being a championship football team. In the end, you need it all, right? Mm-hmm. Um I think J.J. McCarthy was basically just good enough yep. um, to lead that team. But you see teams like um, Ohio State and Georgia who had everything. Mm-hmm. They've got the trenches. They've got the defense. They've got you know all of that stuff. Their quarterbacks weren't good enough. Yep. And if either of those teams had Shador Sanders under center, they probably would be national champions right now. Um, so you have to hit all of these these spots you have to have dynamic wide receivers you have to have a good running game you know uh dylan johnson gets hurt and that just like essentially made the washington offense one-dimensional uh and they didn't have it so it's uh we're we're, there's a big difference between where cu was last year and then being at in that game right yesterday and it's not you can't just look at one thing and be like oh it's this this that or the other thing like you have to improve in all areas and i think they have this year like Mm -hmm. They went straight to the trenches and said, "We're going to attack this," and that and that's Coach Prime completely, you know, agreeing with what we were just saying about the the line of scrimmage. Yeah. But at the same time, like I mentioned earlier, like Washington's doing it by throwing that thing around. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting clash of styles for sure. The other thing last night, I hope every Pac-12 team that went to the Big Ten just gets their ass beat <laughs> all the time. I think Washington's in a position to have some success. I could see Oregon having some success. Not early. I think they could win nine games next year. Oregon can. Yeah. Washington. Well, we'll see. Yeah, with their quarterback. Without Penix. Yeah. Um, is not going to be built for that. I don't know. Who, did they get a transfer quarterback or anything like that? I don't remember hearing that. At least um, a big one. Wasn't he on the sidelines? Who was it? Was it Will Rogers? Oh. Uh, he was like in Jersey. Oh, they did get Will. I think you're right. That's not good enough. Yeah, it was Will Rogers, but still, he was like in his jersey, like already on the team, basically. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's he was on the sidelines. They didn't. 
they didn't replace Penix by any stretch no, of the no, mind. No. Uh, whereas like Oregon, Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore. Yeah, he could, they could play. Um, USC and UCLA, though, man, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. I think, honestly, all of them are in trouble except for Oregon early. I still think Washington... I, I think Kalen DeBoer is one of the best coaches in the country. He's very good. He's incredible. But they're... They're not going to... Yeah. They're uh, they're they're going to have to kind of redo things. Yep. Um, but the other thing that was supposed to happen last night, Ryan, that didn't... EA Sports, NCAA football. Yeah. What the hell? Is this all... Are we like living in a simulation where this EA Sports game is just put out in front of us like a like a carrot, like a mouse on a wheel? It's just a dream that we just endlessly chase that never comes true? Who did this to us? I don't know. There needs to be consequences, <laughs> This was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> this should be punishable... Uh, to the fullest extent of the law to get our hopes up like this and not even give us a breadcrumb. Not even a breadcrumb. No. We couldn't even get like a social media post. Literally nothing. It's disgusting. We did have a, I think it was a Dr. Pepper commercial with Caleb in there. And he said he was on the cover of a video game in the commercial. Whether mm, That's an old... I know, but that's like the only mention of a video game we got last night. That's yeah. That's that's the old, like no, he's not. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Superstitious. Ah, uh, yeah, yep. yeah. And that's a Madden curse that he was referencing. Mm-hmm. So, it's. I don't know, man. I get so excited when I think about the potential of that game coming out, and I just there's still a part of me that makes me think that it's never coming back. Uh, Reef says EA Sports never said themselves that an announcement was coming. True. Uh, people believe rumors in the 247 article. But that's the thing. It was people like from On3 and 247 reporting that we were going to get this news. And uh, there's a lot of disappointed and angry people out there now because of this. Yeah, but you said something yesterday or someone in the comments, I think, actually said something yesterday, which was like, doesn't matter who's on the cover. It doesn't matter what the ad says. It doesn't matter anything. Uh People are going to buy the game when it comes out, and they're right about that. That's true, but it's been 10 years. 10 long years. I know. I saw like Hayes Fawcett was tweeting about it, and I was like, how old were you when this game was last night? <laughs> I mean, look, GTA is a different story, but that trailer just went off. If you just dropped something, it would have gone nuclear. It literally, even if they just paid for a one-second ad, like if they... Didn't have anything in the works, but they saw this rumor catching steam. Yes. And we're just like, they should have just called up ESPN and be like, we need a one second ad. And the entire ad could have just been uh, the EA Sports. It's in the game with a stamp. Yes. Of the date. Yes. And everyone would have lost their fucking minds. Yeah. We've been robbed. Is it ever going to happen? Have we been sold a lie? I'm still going to say yes, but I'm... Not not confident. Not to say that everything hinged on last night's just any news or announcement, but I feel a lot worse about where we stand with this Shouldn't game now. EA Sports, when that rumor came out, just come out and shut it down to stop the disappointment? I think so. Something. Yeah. Like they should we, have just like had a representative release a statement that's like, right. we don't have any news coming out on Monday, but we're excited 
about the future and and you should hear something soon. Yes, just acknowledge it. Like say yeah. we're working on it or something. Yep. But I guess we're still talking about it today, so maybe that that works for them. Maybe this was the ultimate plan. Yep. Because now everyone's pissed off and angry and can't stop talking about it. And it won't change our uh, decision to buy the game. That's true. Anyway, shape or form. Yep. It's just uh, like how everyone complains about Madden. I buy it every year. You're part of the problem then, bro. I don't care. Because <laughs> I still have fun playing it. You did provide me with one of the most electric Madden games Dude. I've ever seen in my life. I was trying to tell people about it on Friday, and they were just laughing at me. And who are you telling? I told Dre and Alyssa during uh, the show. <laughs> so you told them too? I, yeah, I told everyone. Dude, that was insane. It was wild. Especially like 10 minutes after Jokic hit the buzzer beater. Mm -hmm. We were just like going crazy. Legendary. That was awesome. That was huge too. I'm still in first place. <laughs> well done. All right. Um, let's get to questions. But first, a word from our good friends over at Bacchus and Shanker. You get hurt, you know who to call. Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. You can hit them up and schedule a free consultation. You can also visit one of their many offices around the Denver metro area. 30 lawyers, 100 people on staff. Uh, they've been helping Colorado families win for 25 plus years. No fees to speak with them until they win you money and they've won over a billion dollars for their clients. Whether it's a car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks, even if you're hurt at work, if you need to sue, smash the two, 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 Bacchus and Shanker wins. Also, shout out to FOCO. Uh, they have all of the best Colorado sports memorabilia. I mean, if you just look around this place, we've got some FOCO stuff. That's FOCO, right? Uh, the buffs yep, one? the buffs one. Uh, you can't actually see it on the camera, but the whole top shelf is all mm -hmm. FOCO. Um, Foco is the best. Oh, um, probably this uh, Avs banner. Um, Some of these, I'm sure, too. Yep. Foco hooks it up. They have pretty much anything you can think of. If you want your favorite team's logo on it, they have it. Like from Crocs to aprons. Ap oh, it's so weird. I was about to say aprons. <laughs> how, how is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's that's wavelength right there. Uh, anyways, shout out, hit up our friends at Foco. Uh, and use the code DNVR for 10% off. All right, chat, what do you guys got today? Uh, Clifford asked, what do you think about Eric Bieniemy coming back to Colorado and being the OC? Doesn't seem something... I mean, he's going to be available, but it just doesn't seem realistic. I, I would love it. Um, It'd be know, a great hire. His honestly. experience uh, with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid is invaluable um he's obviously was a great buff it did not work out last time he was oc for the buffs mm -hmm. um and yeah i don't know I, I i would put the likelihood at very low because i think that he wants to stay in the nfl more yeah. than anything else but i would love the hire if they were able to make it I mean, it'd be an amazing fit. I think scheme-wise, I just think there's too much history really to overcome. Yeah. Uh, Louise asks, are we happy with depth? Um, whether at wide receiver or the team, wide receiver for sure, are you happy with the team's depth? It's certainly better. Mm -hmm. It's certainly better. Um, you are deeper at edge. You're deeper at interior defensive line. You're deeper at linebacker, deeper at corner. You're deeper at safety. Deeper at wide receiver, deeper at offensive line. Mm -hmm. The only place that really didn't get 
add any depth was running back. Yeah, nothing. Um, tight end too. I mean, yep. We still haven't heard on the other guy, right? Gregory Genross or yes. Genross. Yes. Um, so you really still just have one tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, now you improved the starter, but you didn't. Imp- you haven't improved the depth yet. So every single position, save for two, um, you have become more. You you have added depth. Mm-hmm. So I feel better about the depth. Um, I still don't think they're quite at like championship level depth. No, not yet. On the way for sure, though. Yep. Kamada says, with all these new bodies, I'm curious about the identity of the 23-24 CU team. Any thoughts? I, I feel like I said it earlier. Yep. Washington, you know, that type of team is is what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um a dynamic passing attack behind a elite quarterback. A running game that if you only watch Washington last night, you think they suck at running the ball. You watch the rest of the season, they actually ran the ball very well. They ran it down Oregon's throat in the Pac-12 title yeah. game. So, you know, a running game that supports you and, and keeps the defense guessing. Um, I'm I'm not nearly as confident in that as I am in the passing attack, but I'm hoping that's what they can become. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, a... That's the word I'm looking for. Fiery defense almost. You know, like you've got big playmakers. You've got hard hitters. Um, we'll see. We'll see how they come together on the defensive line. Um, you certainly got better at pass rush. So, you know, a opportunistic defense maybe. That's what I was um, going to say. And, you know, hopefully if you can protect Shador, there's not going to be a game where they can't, you know, score with anyone. Yeah, um, just I'd go back to the secondary. I think um, they tried to make that a part of their identity last year. They just weren't good enough. Outside of really Shiloh and Travis, Cam was good at times too. Rod had some plays. Uh, Cooper did, and so did Cormani, but they weren't too consistent. Uh, I think you're looking for more consistency on that end, and looking for that to become part of your defensive identity too. Just to basically just patrol in the air, own it on offense, and lock it down on defense. Yep. Shelly says, can't teams exceed 85 scholarships now? I heard somewhere that Bama had 95. The rule is that the roster must be trimmed to 85 scholarships by the fall. Yes, it is. So by the time they kick off, you kick off your opening game of the season, you must be at 85. Interesting. So you could have like 150 players on scholarship right now and just give them a free semester of school? I don't know if that's how it works. (laughs) But like... I mean, how many players did we have this time last year? We had definitely had more than 85 players. Yeah, no, you can go over. I am just think Nebraska's like around 100 entering spring ball. It's going to be uh, crazy when they have that exodus. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you uh, keep that same energy. <laughs> yeah. But yes, the answer is yes, you can exceed 85 right now. Uh, Marcus, how many coaches' positions available... He says quarterback, tight end, safety, OC, and DC. I believe he hit it all. Yes, and, you know. O-line. They're not, or no, load hold. Not all of those are necessarily available. Right. But they haven't announced Exactly, yet. yeah. We'll see what happens with SAP, too. Uh, overly dedicated says, who's Shador's backup since we didn't get Underwood? Um, Underwood wouldn't have factored into this year, so it's still take your pick. Walter Taylor... 
uh, Destin Wade and Ryan Staub. Mm-hmm. If I had to take my pick, I would take Walter Taylor. I think that's where I land too. And to I think that was probably that question was in response to the previous question. Underwood, based on my quick search, still has not okay uh, reclassified. Uh, overly distracted said, "Where where has Neely been? Neely is back home in Mississippi, but he will be he'll be back next week, right? I think he's actually in Colorado on Friday." But Hell it's yeah. after the show. Okay, cool. So, so we'll get we'll, next week. Yeah, we will have Neely back on the show next week. We can't wait. There you go. Jalen Ellis isn't on the team. He retired, right? Yeah. Football. Uh, Colton Allen is still on the roster. But not on scholarship. No. Jayhawks game in Arrowhead. That would be lit. Well, it's going to depend on when they if they get the game early or late in the season, because it sounds like, I don't know oh. if they're going to uh, obvi- rewind. Kansas is remodeling their stadium. Okay. Um, it sounds like it might be ready at some point during the season. Mm-hmm. So if you have a later game, then you might get in there. Um, but otherwise, they're going to be playing their games at Arrowhead, which I actually think sucks. Never been there. I'm down to go, but I always imagine myself in blue and orange. Mm-hmm terrorizing the mustard and ketchup people <laughs> when I was there. Uh, but also, like, I mean, I guess Kansas is a preseason top. Tw- I think they rolled out, like, a, some preseason top 25 last night. Kansas is in there. Mm-hmm. So maybe they can sell out that stadium. But I was going to say, like, it's usually lame when you take college games to NFL stadiums and they aren't sold out. But yeah. the Buffs sell out everywhere. Yep. Uh, so that would be cool if it's full. Um, I do think that Arrowhead is a piece of shit, though. Did your opinion change of Michael Penix last night because of the game? No. God, no. Good. I mean, I don't know why this is just never accepted by the masses, but, like, every quarterback's success is based on their surroundings. Yeah. And so it's like, if you put Michael Penix on a team where he isn't protected, then that's who you're going to get. If you put him in in a situation where he can you know, sit back there and dice teams up. He's going to. Now, there were a couple moments last night where it felt like, you know, some nerves got to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he airmailed the open pass to Odunze, which could have changed the game. Coach um, Sanford actually said that's on Odunze. Yeah, he said it was supposed to be a corner, mm-hmm. and he just was wide open, so he's like, hey, hey, look. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I could see that, certainly. That's one of those plays that you're just, you could say what you want, but you're never going to know unless you talk to Penix or the play caller. Off the record, yes, because they aren't yes. throwing the other their other guy under the bus. Either way, uh, no, I I still very much believe in Michael Penix. Good. Um, no, we'll get it. I'm sure we'll get OCDC announcement before spring ball. When's the start of winter conditioning? I don't know. Pretty soon, mm-hmm. guys are showing up. By the way, we didn't yep. talk about that Walter today. Taylor, Brandon Davis, Swain, uh, so, Justin Mayers. Next week, is that maybe what classes start on Tuesday? I believe. Okay, so there you go. Next week, or is that today they start? I can't remember. Someone sent me, but I forgot. All right, good show. I'll be back tomorrow. Rome said it was his fault after the game. Okay, there you go. Let's go, Buffs. Let's go, Buffs. Like the mayor, 